4: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify,
6: Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Do
5: you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com.
6: Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. This is Dan Patrick. <laughs> ah, we made it to a Friday. Yeah.
7: The Friday needs Friday at that. This might be, this might be the best Friday we've had. All, right. All week long. But we have this group in front of us cheering, and then there's people down the sidelines here on our football field, and nobody's cheering over there. They're waving. What the hell are you doing? That's the hungover people over there, apparently. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the program. Uh, I'm Dan Patrick, along with the Danettes, Seaton, Paulie, Pritchie, and McLovin, our final day here in Miami as uh, we get ready for the Super Bowl this weekend. Great guest list. Christian McCaffrey will join us on loan from the Carolina Panthers. Russell Wilson, Jr., the third, will stop by, as will Joe Burrow, the former LSU quarterback. And Eric Stone Street, the uh, actor from Modern Family, big Chiefs fan. And he's got a beef with me, but um, I'm going to change up the bet we have. I got to pay off my bet from last year, when I thought the Chargers would go farther than the Chiefs, and uh, I picked the Chiefs this year to win the Super Bowl. So we should be pretty good. But I'm going to I'm going to set up a different bet with Eric Stone Street. That'll be coming up a little bit later on. If you would like, to get in touch with the program. Good luck. Mario might answer the phone, might email, Good luck, and, and maybe answer your Twitter. But uh, go ahead and try uh, DP Show on Twitter, at DP Show, 877 dp show and email address dp at danpatrick.com. I mean, I'd say don't bother, but, you know, I'm supposed to do this and just give you an option. If you'd like to, maybe call, you can, or email, or tweet. And uh, we say good morning to our radio partners and TV partners, direct TV audience network, They make all of this possible, all the great folks there in Los Angeles behind the scenes to bring this uh, TV product to you. And BR Live also carries all three hours, and uh, you can stream that for free. Uh, There's no doubt this year's Super Bowl week was defined by Kobe Bryant. It got me thinking about the things I get to do. Every day I speak to young men and women who happen to be great athletes, and I think what gets lost in that sometimes is how interesting they can be. I mentioned this a couple of times, certainly on Monday with Kobe The thing that stood out above everything else, all of his traits, was his curiosity. He had an intellectual curiosity that was tough to match. And a lot of athletes that I've spoken to this week have been impressive in their own right. I think of the humility of Saquon Barkley, who actually said, can I call you? I want to find out more about being in this business. And here he is, what, after his second year in the NFL. But I said, start thinking about these things. If this is a career that you want to have Gardner Minshew, the individuality of him. He came in and he looked like a rock star and a lot of personality there. The humor of Derrick Henry surprised us. He was one of my favorite guests this week. The normalness of Kirk D. Cousins when he came in. And then there are the legends, Big Poppy, Deion Sanders, Michael Irvin. I'm privileged. I get to talk to these people every day, and I appreciate that opportunity. We played the interview on Monday, the last time I spoke to Kobe, which was two years ago. You know, you can't help but think I'd love to have one more interview with him. But, you know, you were able to talk to him, and you talked about interesting things. I talked about his daughter in the first minute of that interview, and he was so proud of all of those daughters. But, you know, that influence has been felt on a generation of athletes. We had everybody who was impacted by Michael Jordan – and then now you have this next wave of athletes who all have Kobe Bryant stories. You know, David Ortiz, Big Poppy, came on and he said he was like, you know, the kid who goes to the ice cream truck when he saw Kobe Bryant. And he said, I'm growing up in the Dominican uh, Republic and I wanted to play basketball. Derek Henry said he was at the Espies and he saw Kobe and he said he couldn't go up to Kobe. Here he is. He said, I froze. Kobe walked right by, and I didn't say anything. And, you know, he couldn't help but think, you'd love to have that moment back. But I think, you know, the lesson that's been learned with all of this is it allows us to reflect, forces us to reflect, whether it's our relationship with somebody that we might not get along with or with our children, what you do, how invested are you with them. And that's a good thing. Uh, Tonight, the Lakers will honor Kobe Bryant. And I don't envy them with trying to put this together and how do you do it in a way that it captures Kobe Bryant. And you can't really capture him tonight in a tribute, how long is the video, who shows up, it's Hollywood. But you know what? They they needed some time, they asked for time and we were gonna have a game on Tuesday. Now you have the game coming up tonight. And I, I hope it's a night that people can walk away and, and feel like they you know they captured Kobe Bryant as best they could and had the right people there. Whatever they have in store for us, we'll all be watching. Nick Levin, you got a poll question for me today.
8: Uh, yeah, we have a bunch of Super Bowl ones. Uh, I, we were talking a lot of betting. If we put out the poll, are you making a bet on the Super Bowl, what, do you, what percentage of the audience you think would be yes?
7: Well, are you betting with friends? Are you betting with a bookie? Are you betting with Vegas? I I mean, I don't
8: think it matters. If you're putting out money on this game, what percent say there are 50 million or 100 million watch it? Do you think over 50% are betting on it?
7: But if you get those squares, those... Yeah, that's a bet. Okay. I'm going to say probably 80% of people will be betting on the Super Bowl. And in some way, shape, or form. 90% of that group is betting. Oh, the audience is there? 100% 100% are losing their bet. I can pretty much guarantee that. Unless you're going with the Chiefs, like I am. Okay. All right. And then next segment, I'll say the Niners, and you'll probably do the same thing. We we were looking at who has the long odds here for the uh, Super Bowl MVP. Now, paulie has got a bet in. He's got the Niners, and you have uh, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, I
2: wrapped that bad boy up uh, two days ago.
7: Okay. So, paulie has got his bet in, and I said, well, is there a long shot here? Is there somebody that you go? I might be able to make some money if this guy comes up with a big play, an interception, or I don't know the odds with uh, Kittle and Kelsey. They seem like they're pretty good odds if they could be MVP. Yeah, If
2: You put 100 bucks on Travis Kelsey, you win 1500. 100 bucks on Tyreek Hill gets you 1500. How about this one? Nick Bosa, 100 bucks would win you 1800. Mm. Two sacks gets it to you. you know I mean, two and a half sacks? No, no. How about um, Tyron uh-huh. Matthew? $100 gets you $6,000. All right, and you get a couple interceptions there. All right. You
7: got anybody else? Yet? Oh, Something you know. got
8: Now, everyone would think Frank Clark has the most boring, weird name on the Frank field. Frank Clark? But no, Fred Warner at 1,500 is about 15th on the list. And Fred, Fred Warner, Warner, who has played, I guess, 100% of the snaps, uh, he's only behind Richard Sherman on passes defended. He's a linebacker. Uh, and apparently he's been coming on strong in the postseason. So do you know remember Malcolm Smith on the Seahawks? That yes. random linebacker yes. who won it? Yeah. Maybe he's this year's Malcolm Smith. Normal
7: name, big game. Fred Warner. He's a football player? Yeah. Big linebacker with the Niners apparently. Fred. Fred. Yeah. He's not the team accountant. You don't find too many people named Fred anymore, do you? Come on down to Fred Warner Chevrolet.
2: Yeah.
7: <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what it is. Fred yeah. Warner Chevrolet. I saw him interviewed. He seems like a, a great guy and he's a good football player. But, but do you change your name to Fredo or Freddy? F-Stop? Like, What do you do? F-Stop. Do we do a uh,
9: draft greatest Freds? Oh. Okay.
7: Uh, I'll go first. Right said Fred. Both great. of them? You get both? Yeah, well... And neither, are, neither of those guys are named Fred, by the way. So I'd go right said Fred. Fred Dreyer? Good call.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm sure. Downtown, Downtown Freddie Brown?
2: Yeah, Freddie Brown. I like that one too. Paulie? He wasn't a great brother, but Fredo Corleone, can I shoehorn him in? You wow. can. That's you can. I mean, why would that
8: go Fred Rogers? It's the year of Mr. Rogers. You're right. Good okay. call. All right. Uh,
7: Fred Van Vleet, of the yes. Raptors. Fred line. Van Vleet,
2: he should change both names. The first yes, you and the last, be. he
7: should be freddie Van fleet Oh, well, it's double
2: barreled, yeah. Paulie, I think my favorite uh football player on name wise, jaquisky Tart. That sounds like a Key and Peel name, but he's a good defensive back.
6: Wait, 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 we're talking
7: about Freddy. I'm sorry, Fred,
2: not jaquisky Tart. His brother's name, Fred Tart. That
7: sounds like something you drink. Uh, how do you like your Jacquisky? Uh, tart, please. <laughs> <laughs> On the rocks. Todd, you got another That's one?
0: A good, that would be a good boxing name. If you call him Sweet.
10: Fred McGriff. Fred, Fred, Fred. Fred McGriff. Good yeah. call. I had
0: Fred Flintstone, which I thought could top everybody. I know it's an inanimate, it's a, not a real person, but still. Fred Flintstone.
10: Wait.
7: There's not a, I saw that movie on the plane. I know. Yeah, there, I, there I mean, you a talked a, for a little while. A no <laughs> place,
8: I'm here to tell you it's not. Yes, McLeod. Also, Frank Clark, that's another name nobody names. Frank. Frank. No one names their kid Frank anymore. And you don't have a fearsome defensive pass rusher named Frank. Frank. Uh-oh, here comes Frank. I mean, he's really good <laughs> for the Chiefs. <laughs> yes. There's a cameraman named Frank, too.
7: Yeah.
0: yeah. Not Thank as you. famous as that. Thank you, Todd. Frank Thomas. Oh, okay. You're I, Frank, I, uh, Frank it, White, it, it, old Royal second Secondary.
7: Yeah. I think we pretty much exhausted this. <laughs> Fred Willard? <laughs> Ooh, Fred Willard, best in show. Fred Anderson.
8: I think these Super Bowl odds is. are amazing. The fact that it goes to two quarterbacks, that Raheem Mostert, is third. I mean, he's way ahead. Of I of know. Him. How did this happen? Is it because Paulie said it on Tuesday, the odds shot up, and it's like, it is. Uh, how can he possibly be third? Well,
7: I think the Kevin Coleman injury. And if you have him getting most of the touches and they run the football the way they have been, then maybe he's going to get, you know, 180 yards and a couple of touchdowns.
8: But the, you know, Tevin Coleman had 100 yards a game before his big game, so, and he's going to play. So no. It's hard to – and none of, like, Tariq Hill or Travis Kelsey, none of those guys are clear front
7: Well, no, it's it's Mahomes. It feels like if the Chiefs win, it's Mahomes because you feel like he, he has to do something pretty great. If they're going to win – 'Cause that's the difference in this point spread in my opinion. The Niners are a better team all around, both sides of the ball, but the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, McClellan.
8: Another poll option. Which coach do you trust more? Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan? Both have had they've had their issues over the years. Yeah, yeah. Um hmm.
7: Big game, fourth quarter, you're looking at those sidelines. Can somebody help Andy with clock management? That's what I want to know. It's been the same question for decades. Going back to Philly, I'm I'm going to go Andy Reid. I can trust a little bit more. Why is it that Kyle Shanahan gets all the blame for 28 to three and not Dan Quinn, who was the head coach? Like, how many offensive coordinators get blamed? Right? It's like the Cowboys with Kellen Moore. You, you know the. Jason Garrett would always get blamed when the offense wasn't very good, and then when it was, we go that Kellen Moore's done a great job as their offensive coordinator. Yeah, club. Don't we blame Pete Carroll for the Russell Wilson interception and not the coordinator? Well, Daryl Bevel is the one who he got he gets blamed. He does. Okay, yeah, he does get blamed. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I don't know if we need to bring that up. Russell Wilson's joining us here about an hour from now.
2: Yes, Paul. If, if you're the Niners head coach, would you rather be up 27-3 or 29-3 instead of 28-3? I know you want the big lead, but you don't want that number staring you in the face as you had to locker room. I know you want a gigantic lead, but how about a nice 27-3? I,
6: I think if you said
7: to Kyle Shanahan you're going to be up 28-3 again,
2: oh. I think he would take that. That's pucker time now. Yeah,
7: I think he would take that.
8: But, you know, I think the Chiefs were down 27-3 against the Texans. Wasn't that a score at one point or something like? You they know, were down 24-0, right? 24-0, and then it became, I think it was a 27-3 or something, but... Uh, yeah, I guess the cheese 28 3 is not enough.
7: It's a Traeger Meat Friday, and uh, that means we got the grills that will be coming up here uh, at our man cave in Miami. Traeger Grills will have you cooking like an MVP with that big game. You uh, can be a rookie and still cook great things on that Traeger Grill. You can head to your local dealer, visit TraegerGrills.com slash DP Show. All right, so uh, we got Christian McCaffrey joining us uh, in about 10 minutes. What pe- a poll question are we going to settle on there, Mick Polly has a, a relevant one to all of us. Oh, that's rare. On uh, watching the game, we have a relevant poll question.
2: Kind of. All right. Let's say someone gave you a choice: two free things this morning. You're just sitting at home. You could have a free plane ticket, hotel room for the weekend, and ticket to the Super Bowl. It's pretty expensive, and a one-time. Or you could have a brand new 75-inch big-screen TV dropped off at your house for free. How much is that 75-inch let's TV? Say two grand, like the highest end, whatever the highest end is. High-end ones get pretty pricey. Those like,
9: those, like, super thin ones? Yeah. yeah. Let's,
2: let's say it's three grand for the best three one is. Three grand. The best 75-inch TV or a trip to the Super Bowl. And let's say they either. Is my team playing in the Super Bowl? Nope. Okay. I got to take that out of it.
7: Um, How long do I get to go to Miami for? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm gonna I'm going to do that. I I would take the experience of going to the Super Bowl. Who would take the TV here? I feel like I'm Wayne Brady here or Drew Carey on The Price is Right. Who wants the TV? I went to the Super Bowl
9: once, and all I could think of was, man, I wish I was watching this on TV. (laughs) A big one. (laughs) A nice big one.
8: uh, That'd be pretty sweet right now. Yes, McLovin. I have to admit something. I think two more days in Miami would be more than enough for me. I don't need to spend three more days here. I it's just too sunny. I can't. I can't vibe with this town. It's I, too sunny. It's too nice and beautiful. Everyone's gorgeous, wearing thong bikinis and speedos, and I'm walking around in my sweater. <laughs> and you want to leave that.
7: Fritzi has been at the pool every afternoon. Oh, I really have. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Before work, I actually put my towel down at yeah, six, it's six o'clock in the morning. He wears day. those mirrored sunglasses, yeah, and you can't
2: see where he's looking. Very perfect. Yeah. So creepy. Yeah.
0: Listen up to my run DMC at Hall and Oates in my headset. Like, no,
7: no, no. You think you're full of? Those women know you're looking at them.
0: Do they? Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. You know what the really dark?
7: Yeah, was? yeah.
0: They try not to be obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I, they do wear very brave things. Men and women. Men and the women wear very brave things.
7: Do you think? I mean, okay, go. I wish I could. No, I wish I could. No, no. Just tell off. me what you're, you're you're trying to say.
0: What I'm trying to say is with the with the. Wait, the, you want to pull it off? I'm saying that there's very little material and very little fabric. <laughs> some look better in that, than others. Some, you know, maybe have some kind of warped circus mirror from an amusement park, and they think they see something. like are you're critiquing. You're critiquing
9: people.
5: That's why I'm, I'm I don't wear that. You know, it's weird. I can't pull it off. Is that when you go to
9: the pool? It's sort of like the twilight zone because Todd is there currently and the pool is filled with people who look like that 18-year-old Todd picture, just him shredded oh. shirtless. That's
11: who's walking
0: around the
9: pool, and Todd is also it, there now. It's
0: a constant reminder of giving up working out for Kit <laughs> Kats and, and Eminem. It's <laughs> a little depressing. I try not to think about what I looked like 30 years ago. I just enjoy the view of these uh, younger folks. I
7: might not have hired you if you look like that, you know, you were jacked Mark Ruffalo.
0: We don't. We don't, don't need want to that.
7: To that guy. No, I we would, don't. We a place there. Yeah, yeah. You're you're at home here with us, exactly. and we're glad to have I'm you. Gonna,
0: I think that's a couple of. Yeah, it is somewhere.
7: It is somewhere in there. Uh, so, what's the poll question we're going to go with? Are you going to bet on the Super Bowl? Uh we could with that. One more. I'm okay. sorry. Okay. Is Tom Brady back next year? We have oh. to do it at some point,
8: and he is sort of stealing okay. the limelight.
7: I'm going to show this photo of Brady coming up in a little bit, and then I don't know what Tom is doing. I don't know what he's saying. We're going to do a deep dive on the photo and then a deep dive on Tua Tonga-Bailoa, who walked on the set yesterday. We're going to break down the footage of him walking on the set because Seaton thinks he unearthed something. And uh, this will be our Zapruder film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this affects his draft status, but Seaton thinks he noticed something yesterday. And we'll, uh, we'll have that video for you coming up. I almost feel bad bringing this report. You almost do. Almost. Yeah, but you're still going to do as it. As a journalist, I feel like. Of course, me. as a journalist. All right, we'll take a break. Kristen McCaffrey will join us on the program. Glad to have you on board. This is The Dan Patrick Show.
8: All right, it's that time of year again. Time for resolutions, and one of them might be to read more and enjoy books. And I want to tell you about Audible for that very reason. Tell you, I recently checked out a book, Talking to Strangers, by Malcolm Gladwell. Unbelievable incredible stories about there about how we make mistakes when we first meet someone that's the kind of thing you can get at audible you can start listening with a 30-day audible trial choose one audiobook and two audible originals absolutely free visit audible.com slash dp or text dp to 500 slash 500 again the book i checked out was talk to strangers by malcolm gladwell there's so many unbelievable books and titles on there again audible.com slash dp or text dp 500 slash 500. It's a new year. It's time to get smarter and choose some really good books at Audible. Audible.com slash DP or text DP to 500 500.
9: Audible.com slash DP. If you have a lot of student loan debt, and I know a lot of you really do, uh, I need to tell you about this company. It's called Credible.com. Credible.com is an online marketplace that gets you pre qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. And so they're basically this great company. They're helping people get out of student loan debt. And if you've got student loan debt, you could really benefit from going to Credible.com. With a lower rate, you can save on interest. You can lower your monthly payment. And with a shorter loan term, you can get debt-free faster. Consolidate all your student loan bills in one place, and it's just this incredible peace of mind that you sorely need. Credible customers have given awesome reviews about how much better their lives have been since refinancing their student loans. On Credible, you see actual pre-qualified rates from up to 10 lenders, and it only takes a couple of minutes to check the rates. So go to Credible.com slash Dan. That's Credible, C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Dan. And when you refinance your student loans via Credible, they'll give you a $200 gift card. Just fill in a couple of pieces of info to check what rates you're eligible for. Again, that is Credible.com slash Dan. Refinance your student loans
6: and start saving. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 877-3DP-SHOW,
7: email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Every day this week we have uh, brought out a Miami sports-related icon, and today it's Dwayne Wade, our street artist. RC did a wonderful job this entire week, and even on short notice he did the Kobe Bryant mural. That was a couple of days ago, and after the news broke on Monday, he said, can I paint a Kobe Bryant mural, and we came up with a picture, gave it to him, and he went downstairs and uh, took him about eight hours to paint that. And then Dwayne Wade, uh, we had Dan Marino yesterday. Don Shula also had him. Michael Urban, when he was at the U, was also uh, one of the other uh, great portraits that R.C. did. So you can see all of those on the uh, website. Uh, celebrity sightings last night. All I got were text messages saying, celebrity sighting, save it. So who wants to go first with their celebrity sighting before we bring in Christian McCaffrey?
0: I'll go first. Okay. Okay, so at the pool yesterday, uh, one, Mr., do oh, you, you want to try to guess or do I have to give you any hints or just say who it is? How do you want to play that?
7: I'll
0: guess. Okay, I'll, I'll give you this hint. Okay. Um, it was a real cool experience. Andy Cohen. What, are you kidding me? How did you get that? Just from that clue?
2: Well, you just said real.
0: Right, but just from the word real you knew, just the, I was talking about like real housewives? And I watched that, the Jersey one and the L.A. one.
2: I was going to guess Kevin Van Damme, the fisherman, real. But oh, really, in. Very unlikely. <laughs> real.
0: So Andy was walking by, and I took a picture with him. It was uh, very yeah. exciting because uh, my wife's a big fan of those shows. So I thought like he'd get a kick out of it. He had a band-aid on and, like, some kind of cut under his eye, like he was part of fight night last night. I don't know if he tripped and injured himself in the hotel room or whatever. I was surprised he was willing to take a picture because you know how people are. If that gets out in social media, he, he wasn't, like, ready for prime time with some...
7: Did you put your arm around him? I sure did. And I was wearing
0: a tank top. I was oh, a little God. sweaty. And oh, I had the sunblock on. I was oh, kind of oily. Uh, Wait, that wasn't it. That uh, wasn't it. No. no oh, what else? Can I, can I, I give know. you a few other names? Okay.
7: Run by the, the story. story. Just, okay, i, I got to get to Chris okay, Rex
0: and Rob Ryan. I saw a walk-by pool. not celebrities. Rex and Rob Ryan. not. On fight nights, I saw Saquon Barkley and Joel Klatz and Chris Rose who say hi. Max Kellerman, Doug Gottlieb, and Julie Stewart-Pinks. Okay. Our friend Julie. All right.
7: McLovin, you got one before we bring in Christian McCaffrey? By the way, uh, the, what we did last night brought to you by Stoli Vodka. Since 1938, Stoli's been uh, setting the bar high with the uh, finest quality vodka. They got new flavors, lime, cucumber, citrus, and uh, you'll love Stoli. Stoli and soda, by the way, zero sugar, low carbs, only 100 calories. Savor Stoli. Yes, McLovin?
8: Yeah, I saw ESPN Radio's Jason Fitz was sitting there with-
2: that's, That's funny, because I saw Ryan Rosillo. That was my yeah. Those are your celebrity sightings? Yeah, huge. Wow. Yeah, Paul. Uh, I, I preface this by saying I was also <laughs> Stoli Infused last night. <laughs> yeah. And um, I saw Martha Stewart. Whoa. Mesh. And, uh, yeah, we didn't Good kick effect. it or anything, but I saw Martha Stewart and Stoop Dog not in the same place, even though they've got history together. Okay. But the person I met last night who was super cool and, and I've fully done a 180 on. You wouldn't believe it. Matt Patricia, the head coach of the Lions, I met and had a drink with Matt Patricia. He had his hair combed, no hat on, no pencil over the ear, a suit and tie. I didn't even recognize the guy. And he is a – is it a mensch? Yeah. He is a (laughs) mensch. A mensch and a coach. He was fantastic, Matt Patricia. He loves you guys, and he was super cool. All cleaned up. He he was great. Super bro, shockingly. Does
7: he listen to this show because – I think so. I've been known to rip him a little bit there. Uh, we got to have him on. He was super great. Okay. All right. You know who I saw last night? Dan Levitard. Yep. Nice. Yeah. In nice Miami? Song. Yeah. I saw Dan Levitard and his lovely wife. Yes, McLeod. I saw Jason. Yes. Okay. I know you do. All right. Our next guest is one of the top three athletes in his family. Maybe top five. We'll see. He was an academic All-American at uh, Stanford, which is not an Ivy League school. Uh, communications major. Wait, academic All-American for communications? Really? He's been called sneaky fast his whole life, and maybe someday he'll graduate to just fast. Please welcome Christian McCaffrey. Yay! kind of walked on staring me down there with
10: what 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 was that, that your game face on. no i'm excited i'm excited to be back i appreciate you having me back
7: are you still sneaky fast or are you now fast i'll always be sneaky fast <laughs> gym rat smart guy always coach's son yeah coach's son yeah yeah what do people say on the street to you outside of carolina like just walking around here
10: not much not much i'm, I'm a, i can i can get by you know there's a lot of guys in the league who are very recognizable uh, it's getting, it's getting to where I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting more recognizable, but I can get away pretty well without, you know, without getting bugged, but. So you can are, just
7: walk down the street and people just, you I, just
10: blend in. I, I ride a longboard to, to practice every day, a little electric scooter, boosted board. Yeah. I ride that to practice every day. No one, no one says a word, but people are really nice too. And in Charlotte, they're very respectful and of, of your space and of your time. And so, it's, you know, the Southern hospitality, so, sometimes that's it, that's it too, but.
7: Can, uh, where is your team right now, and moving forward? I know you bring in an offensive coordinator and a new coach, but Luke Keekley's retiring, Greg Olson's retiring. You don't know what Cam Newton is doing. Like, is this does it feel like a rebuild?
10: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, new coaching staff, a, a lot of new players. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of guys like Luke and Greg uh, who aren't going to be with us anymore. Um, you know, it's it's the sad reality of, of, of the NFL. You know, um, you know, coming in, I'm thinking I'm going to play with these are my best friends. I'm going to play with them my whole career. And uh, going into year four, and it's like you know, everybody's kind of going separate ways. It's 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 the sad reality of the league. But um, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate. I got to play with guys like Greg, guys like Luke, who you know, not only obviously they're they're great players, but great people and good friends, and will be lifelong friends. So um, you know. I, I have to sit back and appreciate that, you know, I got to practice against guys like Luke Keeley every day. Did he ever hit you? You know, he's an unbelievable practice player. So, uh, he takes care of his guys. Uh, he never, maybe, uh, we, I mean, we would do one-on-one pass pro in camp and, and, and we'd go at it a little bit there. But, um, I mean, he, he's the model pro pro football player. You know, he do, did it the right way. You know, was never dirty, he was never cheap. Um, had a million tackles and... Uh, you know, somebody that's very easy to emulate. McLovin
7: says the tackles are overrated in the NFL. That tackles are? Tackles are.
8: Well, because if you have a million tackles, that means the other team had a million offensive snaps. You're not getting them off the field. So, like, the bet, you know, the leading tacklers are not always overrated. So do you want, to, you want them not
10: to tackle the guys? That's what everyone says. I as a competitor, I would rather them <laughs> <laughs> tackle the guys than not. I don't think they're overrated. Now, by the way, he went to Dartmouth. Wow. If it's the other team, I, I like your theory, though. I don't want them to tackle <laughs> me. It <in. laughs> it's more of like an Ivy League stat dance. Yeah, I I don't, I'll, I'll expect stay out of the conversation. Yeah, I, don't Stanford's not, I, mean, I dropped out, so I got no yeah, not <laughs> uh, yeah, It's like a state school, right? Out yeah, there, right? yeah, it's a yeah, safety school, yeah.
6: <laughs> did you get your degree?
10: I did not, no. My mom reminds me of it about every week, that I'm a college dropout. So I hear enough.
7: Yeah, but you get an honorary degree from Stanford, can't you? I, I, I'll go back. Okay. I'll go back and get it. Wait, is I done it yet.
10: I had plan A, which was to play in the NFL, and I haven't had a plan B, so I'm still focusing on plan A. Okay, but communications? Yep. They, they offer that at Stanford? They do. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> they do, yeah. And I went full headfirst into communications. But what do you want to do with that? Play football. No. You, know? you didn't want to study yeah. that much. No, you wanted I, to be able to play football. It's, it's, and this is honest. You know, it's so hard to, uh, you know, not that people – I had teammates who were management science and engineering majors, <laughs> who were physics majors, and, you know, I would be at practice feeling great, really energetic, and they would show up. Um, I was up all night, you know, on a PC, set. And I, you know, we just chose different paths, but – um, you know, I, I was uh, – no, but, no, in all seriousness, I, I did study hard. And it, it Stanford is a – they do not give a whole lot of leeway to their athletes as far as, you know, their, their grades go. So um, that's something that makes the school so great. They, they do have a high standard. So, If not Stanford, where would you have gone? Oh, man, that's, that's a good question. Um, I would have gone to the University of Northern Colorado.
8: To my play dad, for your
10: dad? Play for my yeah. <laughs> to play for my dad, yeah. So, yeah. um do you think that no, would have I mean, started? I hope so. <laughs> uh, no, but my, my my brother played at Duke. Uh, I was highly considering Duke. My older brother played there. Um, you know, a lot of the Pac 12 schools were the schools that offered me. I didn't have, you know, whole, I think Vanderbilt offered me in the SEC, and that was it. Uh, so it was pretty much Pac 12 or, or Duke.
7: Do you think that a running back has a certain number of touches? You know, that that's it, that, that your body has a number.
10: I don't think so. I mean, every every player has a has a lifespan, you know. No matter what position you play, um, you know, there's guys. Look at Adrian Peterson. You know, he's done it forever. He's done yeah. it at a high level forever. There's guys who, you know, do it for eight years. There's guys who do it for 14. I think it, it all comes down to the individual and how you take care of yourself, how you take care of your body, and and mentally how much you're you're you know willing to go. And um, you know, a guy like Luke Kuechly played eight years, but you know, like I said, he did have so many tackles. The amount of, you know, touches and, and tackles that he had is equivalent to most people's 13-year span, And uh, but I don't know if there's, like, a magic number. I think it's just a feel thing for that certain individual. What was your welcome to the NFL moment? Welcome to the NFL moment. Uh, maybe, you know, it's a big deal when you walk into the locker room for the first time and you know, you see all these different guys, but when I when I stepped on the field, my, my first run play was the outside zone right to Julius Peppers side. And uh, you know, they called it right there and, and I line up and I and I, I think I just looked <laughs> over there and, and 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 he's he's big, everyone knows he's big, but if you've never seen him in person, you don't understand. Um, and and so I, I went I and I ran I mean it, it, nothing ended up happening, but I think I, I, I jogged back to the to the sideline. I was like I just ran you know, right at Julius Peppers in practice. I was seven when he got drafted. <laughs> and, uh, so that that was a welcome to the NFL moment. Like, I'm, I'm really playing with guys like this now, so. But but honestly, I mean, I, I expected to be there, and, and I don't know if I was ever, I, you know, I got fortunate my dad played in the league for so long. I got fortunate I got to learn from him and, you know, kind of understand how it all works. Who's the best athlete in the family? My mom. Mom's the best athlete in the family. Uh... I have to say that, but it's also true. <laughs> Wait, did uh, she really cry when you were born? That's a true story. If you ever have her on the show, she'll, she'll tell you the story. Um, she cried when she had me, not because she was happy, because she knew she was never going to have a girl, and she was right. You know, it's my three <laughs> brothers and myself. So I guess that was her. Her, she just knew at that point. She's like, I'm never going to have a girl, and she really wanted a girl. So who did you have on your wall poster? wise I had so many guys. I mean, me and all my brothers, we we were big fans of putting the you know the Sports Illustrated pictures on the wall of you know certain athletes and stats and basketball and football and baseball whatever it was. Um, but I had just about every running back you can think of, uh, all the Broncos guys back in the day, just when my dad played. So there's a whole bunch of them. How good were you at basketball? I could play. You know, I mean, I, I yeah, I could play. I was good. I was good enough to get a couple you know D2 offers and. Uh, You know play it we had a pretty good high school team played AAU my whole life I love basketball to death so I was all right not bad did you ever meet Kobe I never did I never got the chance to uh, unfortunately but that I mean what a legacy that 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 he has and uh, one of the saddest things in the world it still doesn't feel real but um, you know I I have nothing but respect for him and, and everything that he's done and uh, my prayers are with him and, and, and his family and everybody affected, you know, all the other families affected in that tragedy, you know, it's a very sad, sad deal, but, you know, I look, you try to look at the positive in every situation, and I think one thing I've, I've learned from it is is you see how one person uh, united the entire world, you know, he's a global hero, and uh, I think it changed a lot of people's perspective on how precious life is and how you really need to appreciate every single moment, so I'm... I'm we're very fortunate I got to watch him play basketball and, and watch him, um, you know, live his life and, and to see what he's done.
7: Christian McCaffrey joining us on behalf of uh, Old Spice there. I was going to say you, it's not often when you say to another man you smell good, but when I walked over to
10: you, I said you smell yeah. good. Yeah. Do you wear deodorant for a game? Not for the game, no. Not for the game. I don't want you don't smell too good in the game I and mean, people start to wonder what what you're doing. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, no, doing doing a lot with Old Spice. You know, they just dropped their uh, their new line, so they have it in a body wash and a and a uh, deodorant. So I mean, after these spin moves, they might need one. That I, uh, I might have been the most athletic thing they've done their whole life.
7: Could my four um, guys
10: tackle you? Do you think? Could, could they
7: tackle me? No. Uh, no. Like if you're on the football field and those four guys are there, no, they couldn't tackle you. No. <laughs> well, I mean, pause for a moment there. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, McLovin. I, I just saw the I just saw the tryout. The on the field. Okay. Yeah, McLovin. Or or a... thing: uh, tackles are overrated, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also know you do some stuff with the military. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to mention that as well.
10: Yeah. So I, you know, every year I you know, I do something with the military. It's something that you know, as far as philanthropy goes, um, you know, I have a I have a big heart for our veterans and for all of our active-duty military, and uh, so, you know, I'm sending uh, active-duty Marine this year to the Super Bowl, him and his brother. Uh, Any chance I have, I have a chance to get back, Uh, you know, I partner with whoever I can. We did it with USAA, did a good job of, um, you know, helping me out there, and and it's fun for me because I like talking to these guys and learning from them and picking their brains, so, um, you know, I'm I'm excited about it, and hopefully in in the future, you know, we'll, we'll do a lot Lot bigger stuff that that hopefully can really impact the military community. Um, But anytime I get a chance to do something like that, I I have fun with it, and and I I know they do too. Did you meet Jordan down in Charlotte? I have never, I've never met him either. Yeah, I need to get out more. Why don't you go to a game? I've been to a game, but I just didn't meet him at the game. Oh, yeah.
7: So why don't you leave a ticket for him for an NFL game? Yeah. You think he needs tickets to go to the NFL? Uh, well, no, no, it's the gesture. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's said Be like, hey, uh, I'm going to leave two tickets for Mike, yeah. and they'll go, Mike. Yeah, Mike, Mike Jordan. Uh, yeah. I Worst him. case
10: scenario, people are like, damn, Christian knows Michael <laughs> Jordan."
7: Yeah. So. Uh, good luck with Old Spice, and of course, uh, the uh, salute to service, military appreciation Thank as well. Great it. to Thank see you, Christian McCaffrey. We'll take a break. Back after this from the Van
9: Hey, sports fans. I have a daily sports podcast I want to tell you about from Wondery and The Athletic. It's called The Lead. Now, Wondery have produced some of my absolute favorite podcasts, and The Athletic. They're some of the best storytellers in the sports business, and they have a podcast every weekday morning. The lead brings you a deep dive into the biggest sports stories of the day from the athletics all-star team of local and national sports writers. Uh, Stories like, you know, that 49ers running back that's just come out of nowhere and dominating, or a deep dive into the Zion era. It is upon us, and what does it mean for the NBA all of that, and much, much more. So if you're looking for the full story behind last night's scores and today's hot takes, make sure you subscribe to The Lead from Wondery and The Athletic on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And to give you a taste of what we're talking about, we're going to play a quick clip from The Lead at the end of this episode. So stick around for that. All right? Enjoy.
5: Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now back to the show.
6: Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both. Then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Oh,
7: my God. The play
6: of the day. Wait right, this out. Ryan brings it up to fourth. Left-handed dribble quickly into the front court. Throws the alley-oop. hammers it home. The first 30-point game of the sophomore's career. The Zags
7: lead by 11. Wait, that's the play of the day? Gonzaga against Santa Clara? Come on. Wow, wasn't there an NBA game last night? I got to check with Mario there. Learfield IMG College. This is uh DJ College. Is that, uh, does that sound right here, kids? That's <laughs> not Sure.
8: He's playing every concert down here, by the way.
0: I'm not sure exactly what he does. I don't no. know. He's like a predictor or something like that. Every every time I see him, I saw him on stage a couple of years ago for the DirecTV J-Lo, and he's like, another one. Another one. I don't know what that even means. He's got the crowd all worked up. But I don't know what he does. exactly.
7: I don't know his music. Uh, yes, McClellan.
8: Did you go to Lizzo, or were you tempted to go to Lizzo last night? That was the talk of the town.
7: I would have gone to see Lizzo. I would have, but it, it's it's too late. I told Lizzo. I said, "Look, honey, you gotta you gotta start earlier." Like, well, happy hour like a concert, six o'clock concert with Lizzo, five and forty-five then I'm there.
2: tip-off time.
7: <laughs> and I I wanted to blame it on my juice. Um, that's a song, though. It's a lyric that uh, got it, Lizzo. You don't know that, Seton? You're not in the Lizzo. Are, are you more DJ Khaled? Uh I'd probably pass on both. Okay, <laughs> nice <be> <laughs> <All right>. Okay, <laughs> no offense. And then Gaga's playing on Saturday night, right? Oh, yeah. And I go see Gaga. And J-Lo's doing some pre... Uh, oh,
8: you know, J- oh J-Lo's here? Yes. <laughs> you, you didn't notice?
7: Play of the Day brought to you by LegalZoom. Go to LegalZoom.com and enter the promo code Patrick in the box at checkout. For special savings, LegalZoom.com, promo code Patrick. LegalZoom, or life meets Eagle. Okay. I don't know if there's a prop bet of A-Rod watching J-Lo perform during the Super Bowl. Does Fox cut away and show A-Rod with his camera out, maybe videotaping or taking pictures of J-Lo while she performs with Shakira? What do you think?
2: Yes, yeah, the last – there was a Super Bowl party, I think, in Minnesota, the DirecTV had, and J-Lo performed, and A-Rod was right next to where we were, and he was standing – he's a big dude – and he was standing, and he had his phone out, and he was clapping for her. He was not hiding in the background. He was backing up his girl. I'm gonna guess that, that that he'll be there. He'll get he'll get on TV. He should be one of the backup dancers. Just a little impromptu move or two and then get out like a,
7: a cameo. I think he's, he's going viral on Sunday night. I think Arod's going <laughs> viral, as the kids like. <laughs> to Did say. you
9: remember uh, when Sierra was dancing and Russell Wilson was in the back yeah. sort of like, like that's
7: what A Rod should do, sort of put his foot up, pop his head a little bit. If my wife danced like Sierra, Russell Wilson's wife I, I
2: don't think I would try to dance along with her. Russell knows his limitations off the field yeah. with that situation. Yeah. He just kind of kept the beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, like I watched the
8: Grammys last week, and they show the crowd. Da- every time they go to the celebrities dancing, and they are always awkward moments. Like, I would never sit front row Grammys. Yeah. And the Oscars, too, they do that now. You have to
2: dance at these events. And your hands have to be above the oh, waist. If you can't keep them down, because then you're not enthused. you gotta, got to get the... And then you got to do the white guy overbite, yeah.
7: With your,
9: it just happens so naturally. Yeah, it does. All of a sudden you're in it, and I you're know. like, ah, oh,
7: no, I'm doing it. I know. It's like when people say, oh, how, I can, you see somebody can really dance. You're like, man, it's so natural. I don't know if people look at us and go, man, it's so natural. You, you have no rhythm, and you have the white man overbite, and then you got your hands up here. Yes,
8: McLean. Can you use your power to change the rules where you don't have to dance at concerts, where you can just watch
7: the show? I oh, no, I'd it's like, the wedding that I have a problem with. Oh, okay. The concert, I'm okay. But
8: Really? You, know, we- like, you don't feel pressure to dance at every song, like, like at a concert?
2: Like, if you went to see Lizzo, you'd be expected to be jamming the whole time. But
7: I would be dancing if I went to see Lizzo. Yes, Paul?
2: You could have a no-dancing section at a concert. Ticketmaster or whatever, SeatGeek, they could have that as an option. When, when I'm at a concert with my wife... I stay physically behind her where I'm shielded by her because she knows how to dance, and I just kind of keep the beat like Russ did and try not to be embarrassed.
0: Yes, Tom. But if you're not standing, could you... If you're not dancing, could you just stand there? That's probably even more awkward. If you want to watch and look at her on stage and not just stare at the big screen, you might as well be home watching on TV. But you have to stand because there's people blocking you, dancing in front of you. So you have to kind of do some kind of dilation. You
7: just move just a little bit.
0: But some songs aren't really good for just swaying back and forth. When's the, the last time one?
7: you went to a concert?
0: I saw Hall & Oates like five, six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Billy Joel? The Billy Joel's really not the gyration. No, that's singing thing.
7: along. You just sing along with Billy Joel. Run
0: DMC, just kind of rapping along with the lyrics.
7: You should get out a little more often. You think I should? Yeah, you should get out a little more often. I'm
0: excited about Shakira, though.
7: Shakira, Shakira.
6: Her hips continue to not look. Oh,
7: I know, I know. All right, uh, we just showed a picture of Tom Brady during the live look-in where I don't know if he's walking out of the stadium or walking into the stadium, but that was all that he put out on Twitter. There was nothing else attached to that. What is Tom saying in that photo?
8: Maybe it's like Brett Favre where he can't decide one way or the other. He's in between. You know, Favre went back and forth a hundred times. Maybe Brady's going to do that to us. But Brady wants to play. Definitely.
7: Yeah. So what's he going back He'll and forth f- on? A lot of people read that that means I'm walking away. But is he walking into the stadium or walking out of the stadium? I couldn't tell from the photo. Yes, and it's not
0: only that, there's like uh, like a double thing going on. Isn't it a black and white picture? It's trying to tell the world that my decision is just not as black and white as we'd like to think. Just retire or stay with the Patriots. Oh, wow, that's so so, deep. Think, so it's, yeah. it's about the walk and what he's doing mm. and the choice of black and white
5: as opposed to a color show. Mm.
7: But that could have been Giselle saying, look, photos like that look better in black and white, more lovely. dramatic. By the way, black and white photos, still the best.
2: Like, you see something dramatic, it's usually black and white photo. Yes, Paulie? I'm really looking at this photo. It does look like Tom is walking into the stadium. Mm. But do you think this is like a setup for an Uggs ad or a... Absolutely. Uh, some type of mo- monster Super Bowl commercial? Yep. Also, I don't think this is Tom Brady in the picture. The guy looks about 6'1", and uh, he does not have the silhouetted V cut of Tom's clothing that I've come to know. Mm. Custom tailored. That's right, Jeff. Wow. Wow. Break it down. We did a deep dive on it. If this thing ends up just
9: being some stupid Uggs commercial where he's like, when I'm walking my feet, whatever, I'm going to be pretty upset.
7: Not very upset,
2: but this is dumb. Doesn't
7: he do that Stetson cologne? Uh, Smoky. Yeah. I think that was what we thought it smelled like.
2: Smells like Edelman.
7: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Gross. (laughs)
7: With a side of Amandola in there. Oh. Oh. I'm buying it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, McLovin. I like the T- <laughs> Seaton's idea uh, pre-show. Then our studio audience is going, why are we here? <laughs> like, what what are, are we doing here? Yeah, no. I th- I thought no. we were going to see We it. came here to watch this.
8: Yeah. Yes, McLovin. <laughs> he should go full A-Rod, and uh, as Seton said, in the third quarter announced he's re-signing with the Patriots because he's so mad that he's not there. Just make the announcement during the game.
7: It felt like sort of a cry for attention with... But Tommy. Because he doesn't get any attention I year know, round. but But, you know, this time of the year, he's always here. And he can't be here because Patriots got eliminated. But it felt like he was saying, hey, I'm lonely. I'm all by myself. I want to play football. I'm at the stadium. Please, somebody come get me. Coming up, we'll talk to Russell Wilson. Baby number three on the way for uh, the Wilson family. We're going to come up with a name for Russell Wilson. And Joe Burrow from LSU will stop by as well. Seaton, Pauly, Fritsch, and McLovin, yours truly here on the Dan Patrick Show.
11: It's Super Bowl week, Kavitha.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs just
11: went off during these playoffs, and that Niners defense is just stout right and the one guy everyone will be watching closely is the dude who torched the souls of packers fans and basically gave jimmy garoppolo the day off Close it,
6: left side. another first down carry and more how about a touchdown his fourth touchdown of the ball game Raheem Mostert ran for 220 yards and four touchdowns against Green Bay. This is a guy who was cut by six different NFL teams and who, before the season, was mostly seen as a special teams player.
11: And so today, we're going to speak with The Athletic's Tim Kawakami, who has been covering the 49ers for years, about how much of a surprise Mostert's performance really was, if he was a one-game wonder, and how
1: surfing has influenced the way he runs. The wave hits and then he's gone. It's a very interesting kind of combination of a surfer running back. From Wondery and The Athletic, I'm Andres Kelto.
3: And I'm Kavitha Davidson. This is The Lead. It felt like something
2: great was
10: happening. There was just something about the emotion and that (laughs) moment. This isn't a story.
2: It stays
11: with you. So, Tim, Raheem Mostert's performance against the Packers was truly historic. What was his reaction after the game?
1: Uh, It was like, hey, Raheem, did you know it was one of the greatest games a running back ever had in the NFC Championship?
11: No, I did not, actually. And
8: truthfully, for you to even say that right now, it's like... I'm still shocked.
1: Like, I can't believe that. That's the kind of guy, he is the kind of guy a lot of these players are, but especially Raheem had been bouncing around from from team to team, really wasn't thought of as a running back until the 49ers just started plugging him in there, and he just never had a bad run. He just never went for less than five yards, so you might as well just keep giving it to him.
6: Somehow, the handoff into the arms of Mostert. He's gone. Touchdown, San Francisco. You
1: know, just he still... Acts like a journeyman. He acts like a guy who was a special teams player who isn't going to be a featured back, while he's putting up some of the you know mega numbers in the playoffs. That they all treat themselves and they look at the world like they're a bunch of journeymen. It's, it's very very refreshing, uh, and I think it is a large part of how they've kind of coalesced together. They all nobody's bigger than anybody else in that locker room. Even the guy who goes for two hundred whatever yards in the NFC Championship game.
11: He's a surfer, right?
1: He He's a surfer
7: first of all, you got no wetsuit on. You're just straight trunks. You ride longboard, shortboard. You've been to Mavericks yet. Like, like walk us through the surfing and when you started and how you got into that.
10: You know, I started uh, surfing when I was about 13 or 14, and uh, you know, it's just been a big hit for me uh, going out there on the waves and riding the waves like you see in this video, man. Um, just enjoying the, the, the atmosphere and the water and I, I want to
1: go to Mavericks. You know, almost got a surfing contract from Billabong. He's in the Florida waves. so out here in California, we're not sure what that is, but uh, <laughs> I guess they get waves out there, and he certainly, he
6: runs like a surfer. Mostert in the backfield, he gets it. Samuel out in front. Touchdown! Kind of
1: feels the crest, and kind of like glides towards to where the hole is, and he catches the next wave, and there he's gone, and guys... Don't expect him to get past him and to get past him. It's not like a classic running back. He's not like Walter Payton juking, juking, juking. He's kind of filling the moment, feeling where it is. The wave hits, and then he's gone. It's a very interesting kind of combination of a surfer running back.
11: And uh, do you think he's been enjoying his time in the spotlight here?
1: <laughs> yes, I think he has. He understands what it's like not to be any part of this, to be a such an afterthought you're cut by five teams he understands that you know a world where he's not a star he's lived in that world so he's gonna enjoy it a little bit again I don't think he's seeking out crazy fame but these guys are all kind of enjoying it right now they're all kind of like this is pretty good this is pretty good right now and so Tim Mostert's performance seemed to
11: come out of nowhere but did you foresee this
1: You know, I don't think you ever foresee a guy going for 200 plus and then NFC and Championship unless he's, you know, top, top pick. He certainly wasn't. But he's been impressive. Every time he's carried the ball, he's been impressive. He's been a star special teamer, so you knew he had some skills. But you saw something building there, and you sometimes running backs just come out of nowhere. You just, the Shanahans are famous for that. Pulling some guy out of the fifth round, he runs for 1,000 yards. Mostert is in that category. They've tapped into something with him. Kyle Shanahan recognized it, so he's been good for most of the season. Well, Tim, thanks for joining us,
11: and it'll be interesting to see if Mostert and the 49ers can pull it off on Sunday.
1: All right. I'll see you.
6: Talk to you later. later. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life.